Can you hear me? I hope so. <laughs> this is me. I'm here. Adrian, Capricorn, Tigers of Astrology, look inside, and I'm finally back. <laughs> wow. I have to apologize to the people of that have been waiting to hear from me because I get caught up in my own private life and I forget, well, I've got many places that I go. And so I'm trying to find a way, and I know it's possible for me to organize all my things so that when I have one recording in one place, isn't that StreamYard? I'm trying to remember. So that when I record in one place, it records in multiple places. So anyway, this is Adrian, Capricorn Tigress. It's been a while. I, I It feels good to be back. Um, I'm recording at, like, I don't, I'm going to check and see if it's exactly at the new moon or at the precipice of the new moon, which is really weird, you know? It's a low... Well, hold on for a second. Let me just make sure. Just, just checking while we're on together. And I am timing myself for 10 minutes. And I, only reason I know for sure I'm doing that is I have some salmon and shrimp and sweet potatoes and corn on the cob in the oven. And it's due to, you know, do what it has to do. Actually, this is not gonna happen yet. We've got, a, we've got like a couple of, we've got time. We've got a couple of time. Let's see, today is the, tomorrow. It's tomorrow night. Because when it gets to Leo, right? Let's see. They'll converge at Leo. And uh, right now it's at 26 degrees of Cancer. And the moon is at 27 degrees of Gemini. So we've got like another day before it all takes, you know, it all comes out. Now there's a couple of good things. Mercury is, uh, well... I mean, it's sextile Uranus in a way. It's a little wide. And uh, Mars is finally, they're separating from Chiron. Um, but Venus and Mars are still sextile. They're, they're really, you know, still within two degrees, pretty much. And so a lot of people might be feeling that. I, I don't know if other people have had romantic experiences lately. Or is it just me? <laughs> it's I I actually feel like I'm still in shock over it but there's several voices from the past that showed up that I thought I would never hear from again and I'm actually trying to process how I'm going to react like how will I react to it and I thought okay I'll wait till that new moon in Leo is you know uh you know because it's summer 
And um, it's actually falling in my seventh house of partnerships. So I'm feeling it now because the sun at 26 degrees is really close to my north node, which is at 29 degrees of cancer. And I'm already feeling like I'm just checking to see how many more come back. But every guy that said he was interested and then ghosted me or whatever has kind of showed back up. And, you know, I don't know how I'm to, but I don't know how, like, you know, yeah, it's amazing. Okay. But I do have Venus sitting in my fifth house, my natal fifth house. And Venus is in Gemini. And the moon has been in Gemini. So over the last few days, I've heard from, you know, all the ones I thought I would never hear from again. And that is uh, the moon at 27 degrees of Gemini is sitting on the North Node at 28 degrees of Gemini. So they're going to converge any moment now. It's funny, you know, let's just hope I don't start crying. <laughs> Actually, what it is maybe is that, um, you know, our, our emotions are tied into wherever that North Node and that moon is. And I can say for myself, I haven't eaten anything all day. So I, as I mentioned, I'm making salmon, shrimp, and sweet potato with potato and onion and corn on the cob that's a lot and it falls in my sixth house 27 and 28 degrees just within the sixth house and so it I think it's probably warning me to eat you know cautiously and sparingly because salmon has bones and things like that so I'm glad I looked at this this is really good that I looked um, because Saturn uh, at 28 degrees of Capricorn is uh, in conjunct that north node at 28 degrees of Gemini. And Saturn at 28 degrees of Capricorn is right in my first house. So we're talking about sixth house, first house. And yeah, my neck feels a little stiff, you know, just being honest. So yeah, and the moon's there too, not just the north node. So, oh gosh. Not to mention that Jupiter is retrograding in my first house and Pluto is retrograding in my first house and Saturn is retrograding in my first house and I've got my progressed Venus sitting all right there in my first house and I have my ascendant at 17 degrees and 51 minutes of Capricorn anyway. So it's all sitting on my ascendant, my first house. It's, it's like a nightmare that doesn't end. Um... Let's hope it gets better, right? <laughs> That's what we're hoping for. So anyway, you guys, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not going to go too much deeper into this because we all know what we're waiting for, right? We're, we're waiting for that Leo uh, moon to come and usher in the sun. And to me, it's going to be like the real beginning of summer, uh, everything, at, you know, Leo. And um, I do, do want to mention that Jupiter and Neptune are sextile. So, and I'll tell you what I'll do. Hold on for a second. So, let's see. Oh, I should say full moon. I've been saying new moon. Let me see. 
got going here. Well, that is, that is important, the new moon. That's what I thought. Where is that? So what's that? It's not Leo. What are we going to be in? Um, cancer? Oh, we went through that. I'm so confused. Let me go check. My mind is only on food right now. Yeah, let me look at this one here. It is cancer. Oh, shoot. I was praying we we're going to be in Leo. Ah, uh, I bet it's happening right on my darn. Oh, it is. <laughs> and my 10 minutes is over. I was just wishing, I was trying to wish something else into existence, wasn't I? That happens. I do that a lot. Uh, so look, here's the reality. It's, it's. I don't take it well because I'm not happy because I mentally I'm not prepared for it. Like I don't want to deal with it. Like I I don't. Okay. But obviously it it is what it is what it is. Which is the horrible new moon is gonna be in Cancer and not Leo. And I'm upset because I was praying it was gonna be in Leo. Oh still my heart oh let me see if i can find a degree i just want to make sure i'm kind of a degree fanatic nothing these oh none of these are showing the degree which is weird okay let's see it's not showing the degree either Oh, here it is. Oh, it is. Oh, my gosh. Didn't I say my north node? Didn't I say just a minute ago my north node's at 29 degrees? Well, this darn new moon is actually falling on in Cancer at 28 degrees and 26 minutes of Cancer. Right on my north node in, in the seventh house. Ugh. I, the only thing that makes me so scared about that is I the last time I remember anything on that north node, my husband left me. And never looked back once, I swear. It's like he never knew me. I've not experienced anything like that ever in my life. I've, I've heard other people experiencing it, but I had never experienced it before. Just a really strange experience. Something I'll never recover from, really. It's what they call a narcissistic injury or something. I've done a lot of, uh, you know, Hoponopono on it. So, because I don't get, like, teary or anything. See how cold I am about it when I talk about it? It's because I've done a lot of work on it, you know, spiritually. It's what 
you know, obviously I've got a different path that's meant for me. So I got to go on the path that's meant for me. Whatever that is. It's obviously not with him. And I've come to accept that, embrace that. I'm okay with that, okay? Okay, I know exactly what's going on with my life. Because I've been like, why is my name Mud? I know that sounds horrible, but... I'm going to just go look really quick. And then, of course, you can hear that I I went over my 10 minutes a long time ago. <laughs> it's just beeping in the background. I don't know if you can hear it. But um, <laughs> I'm determined to, to do whatever this little independent study is that I'm doing at the moment. I'm having a little bit too much fun with this independent study, but I'm doing it. So let's see what this tells me. I knew it. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay, so you guys, I don't know who even will ever hear this. If you do, thank you. Thank you for your support. I'm serious. I mean that. And that is because I have Iris. Iris. Asteroid Iris is on my ascendant, my progressed ascendant, my progressed ascendant. And I'm, I, I must have looked it up before, and I'm going <laughs> to agent of chaos. There's something about Iris. And okay, so let, let me just, uh, I'm so upset about what happens in my life, but obviously it's the path that I'm meant to be on. I accept whatever that is and why ever that is. I, I, I don't get it, but I, I guess it is what it is, right? So Iris, uh, Yeah. Is it uh it's the goddess of chaos and discord? Oh my god. Uh, it's bad. I'll talk about Trojan Wars and stuff like that. And I mean it's not great. I'm just saying. Nobody really wants to have Erie sitting on their ascendant. And now Chiron's sitting there too at nine degrees going, I'm just going to really make you cry a lot. Or at least expose your wound to the world so everyone knows just how wounded you are. Which is okay. I, you know, I, like I said, I've come to accept the wounds. Ah, the goddess of discord, Iris, not one to sit back and take being left out of an invitation to the wedding of Peleus and Thetis, which is being attended by all the gods and goddesses except for her, not invited due to her discordant behavior and what we call being a potentially unpleasant and disruptive guest. I feel this way. I want you guys to know I feel this way. I I can't put it into words, but I feel this way. That I am not invited to whatever freaking party is going on because I don't know what that it is. That's why I stay to myself. So she devises a plan that sets a series of events in motion. Perhaps not quite as she planned or anticipated. 
being deeply offended by not being invited. In spite, she throws a golden apple into the midst of the goddesses at the party. That is engraved to the fairest, leading to what seems to be the first rigged beauty pageant with shades of the wicked witch from Snow White. As it transpired, three goddesses laid claim to the apple, Aphrodite, Hera, and Athena. Zeus, as the chief Olympian, decides Paris, the prince of Troy, should decide the issue as for bribes for being chosen as a winner. <laughs> oh, for Zeus. Okay, that's what it is. Uh, one is his wife, the other his lover, and the other his daughter. Ah, no wonder he needed someone to do it. <clears throat> the three goddesses appeared before the young prince, each secretly offering him gifts and bribes for being chosen as the winner. He chose Aphrodite, swayed by her promise to bestow upon him the most beautiful woman in the world, Helen. Helen was the wife of Spartan King Me Men Menelaus, and Helen became known as the woman whose beauty would cast a thousand ships. Small actions have big consequences, as Iris's actions inadvertently led to the Trojan War. Oh gosh, please tell me I'm not doing anything remotely like that. I'm upset. Oh Lord. The Hand of Eris, Two Spearheads, Confrontation. Also used non-astrologically by Discordians in ancient Greece, like purposely about discord. Why? I, I keep trying to find peace and harmony and and joy and stuff and this is what this is why why is this occurring can i please give a shout out to this amazing website i'm at it's cosmicintelligenceagency.com my gosh this is the coolest website love it <laughs> like love it okay cosmic intelligence agency you rock just, I just love everything. Their layout, awesome. Their information, awesome. Beautiful. I love giving credit where credit is due. Beautiful. It's wonderful information as well. So, Aries is the most massive dwarf planet in the solar system, exceeding Pluto's by 28%. It was a serious contender to be a 10th planet, but failed to meet the criteria set out by the International Astronomical Union in 2006. Discovered in 2005, named in 2006, Eris discovery was inadvertently also responsible for the demotion of Pluto. So as the, see it all uh, the Trojan War, right? Messing ish up again. As the discovery of these dwarf planets led to the promotion of asteroid Sirius as well. And timely to say the least, as Pluto's demotion to dwarf status was announced in August 2006. Eris was named in September 2006 after being called Planet X, Sina. Since discovery in 2005, coming from Xena Warrior Princess, a TV series of 2001, as decided by discoverer Mike Brown. 
I always thought Cena would be a great name for this planet, but as Iris is a warrior goddess as well, who love blood, it all seemed to suit very well, being the mytho mythological sister of Ares, A-R-E-S, who also loved to fight and spill blood. At the CIA, we like to call Ares the agent of chaos. In, uh, by the way, that's Cosmic Intelligence Agency. Their, their acronym is CIA. Interesting, right? They rock. In 2006, Ares was named as the same time of the movie Al Gore's The Inconvenient Truth came out, as well as 2006 Bloody Thirsty series Dexter came on air, where forensic technicians specializing in blood spatter pattern analysis for the fiction Miami Metro Police Department led a secret parallel life as a vigilante serial killer. Eurasian indeed. Looking further into Eris, we certainly get a sense of the femme fatale, bloodthirsty radical game changer as goes with her moniker goddess of discord. We see her prominent in femme fatale figures, activists and radicals of all sorts. Remembering anyone with planets in Aries would have Aries conjunctions as Aries has been in Aries since 1922 and continues to be till 2040s. Aries has an extremely elliptical orbit and spends most of her time in Aries up till 123 years and the least time in Libra. How suitable. <laughs> so for her to pop up in this century and traverse Aries in the past century where World War was the name of the game in this century of the 21st or, you know, the 2100s, we see her playing out as part of the rising sacred feminine against the imbalance of the controls of patriarchy. Radical astro twins, uh, Angelina Jolie and Russell Brand, born also a few hours apart, both have Eris conjunct Mars. Angelina quite publicly announcing cutting off the breast tissues to avoid possible breast cancer among many other things, shows her bold feminine moves as a brave, independent female. Russell Brand, the outspoken big mouth comedian, social guru, speaking up and changing our social norms, also brings out Iris's radical nature by always bringing up topics and raising issues that won't, many won't talk about through his social media airwaves. Steve Jobs fittingly revolutionized the computer world, has Aries conjunct his moon, and he certainly chucked an apple into global consciousness, giving us all a big taste of what we can't live without, computers and constant <laughs> upgrades. But the violent female femme fatale comes out strong in the movies directed by Quentin Tarantino. Oh my God, I always say my life is like a Quentin Tarantino movie. If you don't believe me, check my videos. I must say it at least, I don't know, a hundred times a year. Because there's so many things that happen in my life that I've set things up in place that they make no sense. And then suddenly something will come along and it all blends together and it makes sense. But it's like I... I like have missing pieces of it in my brain cells or something until a certain moment. I can't explain it. It's like I go in backwards or something. I'm even aging backwards. 
it's freaking me out that they are using Quentin Tarantino and that he has this here. So it says that the violent female and femme fatale comes out strong in his movies, like Kill Bill series and other bloodthirsty movies like Reservoir Dogs and <clears throat> Pop Fiction, etc. Not surprisingly, Tar Tarantino has Eris conjunct son Mercury in Aries. Luke Besson, director of La, Fe La Femme Nikita. What I love that movie. Oh my gosh. A 1990, one of the most first iconic femme fatale movies, depicts a violent, remorseless female as Iris conjunct uh, his MC. Wow. So watch for the Iris archetype, archetype play out in various ways, as she is not always just a bloodthirsty killer, but stands out by deliberately creating radical moves that reverberate and even eventually have great influence in our culture and society. What? This Aries archetype manifests as a reaction to established authority, not necessarily violent, but those who raise issues and speak the truth and don't bow down to authority. Being left out, ostracized for being different, the uninvited, all of these things I feel all of these things I feel like I'm like, I, oh, I've got all these years of experience in doing what I do. Why don't I have thousands and thousands of followers? Why am I living like Van Gogh? Like I have like no money here. Uh, I, it's like, I'm doing it as a hobby, but you know, I've got to stay alive. Like luckily my daughter makes money. Otherwise I, I'd be like one of the homeless of Seattle. And I'm like, why? Why is that happening to me? Like, why? There's some people who make thousands and thousands of dollars. Uh, I can't do that. I don't know why. I'm telling myself now that I can do that. <clears throat> it is possible. It's just, you know, it was, has not been the right time yet, but it's going to happen. So also uh, revengeful and confrontational putting up a fight against inequality, unfairness, justice. Uh, think about the pussy riot, the radical females arrested in Russia for their performance in a church in 2012 in Moscow, Russia, when Saturn was opposed to Aries and Libra. Dark side of nature, struggle for survival, needing to speak out, do something about something, warning careful about the consequences, the butterfly effect, when a butterfly flutters its wings in the Amazon, this can cause a storm in Australia. <clears throat> no action is too small. We are reminded that our actions, however small, can lead and reverberate uh, re yeah, uh, much further than we can imagine, giving us a key in understanding the actions that we can take to perhaps help shift global dynamics as active agents of change. And the viral nature of social media trends fast track news, etc. Iris born in the same time frame. And I have to admit that everything I do is done on social media. Even as we were sitting here, someone commented on one of my YouTube uh, videos, hot girls peeping online. Uh, uh, why? I don't know. Okay. But yeah, that's the life I lead. I, I, <laughs> I don't get it. But knowing about this Iris and what it stands for, well, yeah. Um, this is what's going on in my life. 
I also wanted to say earlier, I said that the moon and whatever was converging, you know, in my sixth house and whatnot on the North node. And I'm feeling like some kind of weird stuff going on with my left arm because I've been on this crazy Thrive diet or, you know, I'm, I'm just getting new to Thrive. It's my fourth day, but I've already got all this energy and I've danced like three times already today and I've cleaned up parts of my house and I've vacuumed and um, I'm here it is like 2.45 in the morning and I'm just getting to my dinner, which is that salmon, which is probably burning in the oven. And so, yeah, all of that is happening. And this is such a great conversation. I really want to go on and on about this, but I got to get my food and it is 2.45 and I went horrendously over the time frame I gave myself. So anyway, it is me, Adrian. Capricorn Tigers of Astrology Look Inside. It's now 29 minutes. I have to get off of here before 30. And hey, you guys, if you haven't already done so, come subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, don't tell me anything about hot girls peeping online.com or whatever. <laughs> yeah, all that. But come, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash astrology look inside. Find me on Facebook which is facebook.com slash astrology, a look inside. Find me on Instagram, which is instagram.com slash astrology, a look inside. And find me on TikTok, which is astrology, a look ins, I-N-S. I don't know why. That's, why. that's what they gave me. Anyway, you guys, I'm out of here. Much love and light to everyone.